Hey guys, welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I'm your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom of four, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories from entrepreneurs on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness. After all, isn't that what matters most? Let's get to it. Hey guys, so before we get started, I just wanted to share with you that the beginning of this episode gets chopped off with Amber. So we bring her on the show and we chat for a few minutes and then she gets cut off and we have to bring her back in. So instead of ditching the entire episode, I just kind of want to pick up where we left off with her, but, but I do want to introduce her properly. So um, before we start that, I just want to let you know that Amber is a business coach. She is a mom and she specializes in showing moms how to start and grow a side hustle in 30 minutes per day. And she's all about freedom and more income and helping people, especially moms and women, not die with their passions inside them. She's got a great story to tell. And in the very beginning of the episode, she does share with me her story um, and discusses you know, how she started. And basically, since it got cut off, I'll kind of catch you up a little bit. But she got started uh, with her niche uh, blogging about keto and all of that. So that was kind of her audience. And she will take it from there. So thank you guys for bearing with me. Um, I know that this is not perfect. And I want to share the all the challenges it takes to get this thing started. But it's so much fun. And again, I could not ditch this episode just because the first few minutes were cut. So thanks for bearing with me. And without further ado, here is Amber. So yes, I was posting all my things bacon and um, I was building a community though and growing you know, my following and I was doing it because I loved it. But then I realized I needed, to, I really wanted to monetize my message. And so I started making money on Instagram and online in that niche but I wanted to pivot. It wasn't my purpose, my calling to just post my bacon. And I was kind of getting out of the keto space any, anyhow. And I realized I had this like aha moment of even going back to my single mom days when I had no money and I was struggling and I was hating my cubicle job. I need to show others, A, how not to die with their gifts inside, how they could do it as being a mom and how I was making money online because it blew me away really how easy it was. I just didn't know what I didn't know. Right. So I wanted right. to help others do it. So I, I, I did a complete pivot and I knew I would lose, you know, some community who wanted to just only care about keto space. And I was totally fine with that. I lost followers and I just restarted. And I still though have a lot of them that are still following me for years from the keto to how to make money online and how they can monetize their message. And I'm so glad I did it because it, it is the thing that lights me up. So that's how it transitioned from just starting with something that I was passionate about to actually growing a business mm -hmm. and now just helping others do it. Right. Well, and it's so rewarding, right? When you get to help these people and I don't, and women, right? Get to see that they too can do it. Um, not just about anything or bacon, right? But they can do it about something they're passionate <laughs> about and actually turn it into something. And we do live in 2021 now. So, I mean, you can 
reach more than your neighbors that are physically near you. You can reach the world. So, um, you know, I think that's a huge opportunity. And I think it's awesome that you're able to share that. Um, now, how old were your kids when you started? How many do you have? What are their ages? How old were they when, when you started? I have two. My son is the oldest. He'll be 14 next week. And then I have my daughter um, who almost tried to kill me. No, we just, we tease her a little bit about it, but she was- I hear that about uh, girls. (laughs) She's drama. (laughs) Um, And she's nine. So I started this, you know, uh, probably about five years ago. So they weren't super young, but super needy, obviously. Um, and I was still in my nine to five and a single mom and all the things. So, yeah. Okay. So you started like five years ago, still at your mm-hmm. nine to five. You have these kiddos. Um, mm-hmm. Were you a single mom or did you have help at that time? And what did that look like to juggle that that earlier age, right? Oh. And then be able to still do it. I mean, that's the whole purpose of why I'm trying to do this is that all of us women compare and, you know, we have all this, you know, guilt. Well, maybe you do. I mean, if you're, I feel like it exists in everybody and we're all Mm -hmm. trying to compare against all these other women who are doing it. Um, and people think you, you do it all, but you're like, "Eh, no, it it comes with sacrifice. And I, you know, this is my struggle, but they don't see that right on the Instagram. So share with me a little bit of insight as to what that looked like starting that out um, and so forth. I kind of want to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, it was very tough because the mom shame is real. Okay. And, 100%. and your, your, yes, and your fears and everything. And people verbalize it like your friends, your family. So how it started for me is I always lived in the burbs. And again, I was a single mom. I had nothing. We were in survival mode. And I met who is now my husband. We just started dating, but he lived in the city. And um, I decided to move to the city with him. And chase my dreams and have a better life and all these things. And, you know, I heard it all like, how dare you chase your dreams? I started traveling the world for business. I went to Germany, Australia, and I heard it from family, friends. How dare you chase your dreams? You're leaving the kids. Da, da, da. I just knew. I oh, just gosh. knew. Even though I didn't know. Yes. I didn't know like where this would take me and how um, I had to chase my dreams and and I did. And I just put all of that away, even though the judgments are hard. And then I did worry when I was in another country, am I doing the right thing for my kids? You know, obviously in hindsight now, I know. But we moved to the city and we moved in with my now husband. And um, I started chasing the dream, like I said, and posting on Instagram and just kept doing what was lighting me up. And I'll be honest, you know, to this day, it doesn't matter. There's always judgments no matter what, whether you're a mom, a female, you're posting online, the the biggest thing is just knowing your why and what the heck you're doing this for. And I always go back to the time I almost died or the single mom who just needs someone to to, to show them the way like I did and never letting that go. I, I don't care what judgments or mom shame there is. And thank God I followed what I did because I'd probably still be somewhere in survival mode, hating my cubicle job, honestly. But it was really real when with I mom shame and mom guilt, anyways. Right. Yes. And then you, yes, and you still have you the do guilt it to anyways. yourself, even right. <laughs> yes, it, it, you do it, it to yourself is your loudest voice. You know, I'm like I'm on a a podcast 
you guys need to go play, right? And then there's all those things, but it, it always, 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 always pays off. Okay. Well, and I would have to agree with that 100%. Um, and of course, you know, my story, you know, I've been told I have four boys and they're young. They're all under nine. And, you know, I was told before I even had kids, look, you're going to have to pick, be a, be a mom or have a career. Like you cannot do both. Mm -hmm. And of course me and my, you know, stubborn energetic self was like, oh no, 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 there's gotta be a way, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, if I don't like it, I'll stop. If, you know, if I feel like I don't have my freedom, I'll be done. Which is why I've left all my other jobs and my nine to fives is because I didn't feel I had the proper freedom to do what I wanted and balance how I want, which balance again is another, you know, interesting topic, right? right? Some people are like, yeah, non-existent. It's a myth. Oh, you call it integration. Either way, we're all doing this thing called life as a mom in business and we're doing it. Um, But it Mm -hmm. is a little different than the nine to fives that you're dealing with um, when you're with other moms or like the at home moms. Um, Entrepreneurship is, it's, you know, they say it, it, it is like a lonely world. You're kind of in your own grind and you do have outsiders looking in and saying, Oh, you know, she's on to the next thing, chasing whatever. Like, I don't really understand it. And, you know, not having the switch to turn on and off. I mean, you've got that. Is that something that you've experienced Mm -hmm. um, going on your entrepreneurial journey? All the time, all the time. Right. Because it doesn't, you know, we just have this, if we're doing work, we should be with our kids. And when we're with our kids, we should be doing work. And that's just this ever evolving thing. But it's just getting better at creating those boundaries. And again, knowing your why. And even though if my daughter is, you know, doing a craft while I'm on a podcast, she still sees me stepping into the highest self I can be because she also saw me when I was in survival mode and struggling and I was not present there for them because I was just only in survival mode. And I, I only would have shown them how to be in survival mode. So now they can see, they can do whatever the heck they want. They can chase their dreams, not get shamed for it as a girl, a mom, a female, a boy, whatever they are. And they get to see that. So as much as I always struggle with it, it's just coming back to the bigger purpose. Right. And actually teaching, you know, for me, it's been a big thing. Like I want my boys to understand that they themselves can go and do anything or, or, and not have to listen to those limiting beliefs. And, you know, if they, you know, are involved with females to know that their wives or husbands or whatever can be what they want to be. And there's not these, you know, obviously gender roles are a little bit different nowadays, which, which is great, but it's also not a bad thing to have those roles, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But I do want them to understand like, Hey, I'm doing this so that you can see that you can do it too um, at this scale. Now, um, I do have some very specific questions um, in regards to your business. Okay. So you help a lot of um, entrepreneurs. Is it mostly women that you're working with? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, always, Um, you know, that's my messaging. we put it out there, but you know, whoever feels aligned with it, but it's usually the women or moms who get what I'm saying. (laughs) Yes. They probably gravitate towards you because they totally understand your story 
and can relate Mm -hmm. and understand your why. Um, Okay. So in helping all these women, what is one common challenge or struggle that you're seeing with these women or, or barriers that you're seeing with them starting their own business? The biggest thing, and we all think if you've been through a course, you've had a mentor, a coach, anything is I need more strategy or I need to know how to do the tech or I need to do all these things. At the end of the day, it will always, always, always come down to mindset. And that means, again, fear of showing up online because what your mom friends will think, fear of judgments or what your husband will think, or all of these fears that we have are not being enough. All these things that are actually the true things that hold us back. We know that we need to show up on Instagram or we know what's calling to us, but it's the actual mindset and fears that hold us back every single time. And, and another one is the creating boundaries because it's, maybe a female thing, a mom thing, whatever, is that we say yes to everyone. We do everything for everybody else. And then we put our businesses or our passions very last. Like we are tired at the end of the day. We have no time to get onto Instagram or whatever, and we put it last. So it's really putting your passion first and saying, I am more than enough and I deserve to follow my passions. That's what it always comes down to. Right. And what keeps what keeps you motivated every day to show up? And, you know, people don't see how often you're working, right? Actually working in your business and on your business. Can you explain a little bit on how many, you know, how many hours a day would you say that you work on your business, right? Um, Versus being with your kids. And then, um, yeah, how many, how many hours a day would you say that you work? On your business first, being well, I with your kids. Say, I mean, for those of us who are moms and or into nine to fives and juggling so many things, I teach my clients how to grow their business in 30 minute pockets a day because as That's much awesome. as you see maybe yeah, online or coaches, it's like devote three hours to creating content. Um, hello, we are doing it 30 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 10 minutes there, whenever we get the freaking time to do it. And every day is different. So some days I literally get that 30 minute pocket only. Some days the kids are at their friends or like whatever, maybe grandmas or something. And I do get a couple hours and I'm packing in all the things and it's just being intentional about what's truly important to my business. So I wouldn't say I spend exactly seven hours a day and it's all perfect. No, it's 10 minutes here, there. And that's what I teach others. And that's what I love teaching because when I first started, I'm like, why can't anybody just tell me how to do it in like 10 minutes a day? I felt like such an outcast that I didn't have two hours of beautiful time uninterrupted <laughs> to do this. So it's, or just you know, to it's see all that the- it is perfect. And it isn't mm-hmm. mess, and it isn't what people think it is. I mean, people see me with my kids at all their games, and then they see me. I have to sometimes post. I mean, I'm in real estate, right? So they have to, they see me have to post stuff about my team, or I have to consciously post about real estate stuff so people understand that. Oh, she's actually working too. Like, wait a sec. Like, I see her at every event. I see her here. Like, how is she doing both? And then they ask me how, and I'm like. I just do it and it's not perfect. Um, and it's not, you know, like you say, it's, it's where we can get it in, where we fit it in, where we've planned it, 
you know, especially in the business that you're in consulting, I mean, you're around other people's schedules. Um, same thing with mine, you know, around our clients' schedules. So there's not one way. And I think it works different for mm-hmm. everybody. And I'm sure you probably teach something. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like you said, we might you know, devote like one hour to content. Um, yeah, we might de- say, okay, at 7 p.m., I'm going to devote one hour to content. And then the dog is sick and we take him to the vet and like everything gets messed up, right? So it's messy AF and it's fine. You might have, like you said, at your kid's practice, just a couple minutes to get on Instagram and do engagement and and there. So it's not... It's not this perfect plan. It's not, you know, this well laid out thing. And we do it as we can and as our day allows us to do it. And that is okay. Yes. And it's hard not to be hard on yourself because I think we're our worst critics. So you think, you know, especially for entrepreneurs, you're said, you know, if we thrive off achievement, then it's like, oh, gosh, we have to go a million miles an hour. And if we're not... A million miles an hour in our business and at home, like, oh God, we're failing, you know? Um, so I think that's self-inflicted and that's something that I'd like to see change. But again, it just, it takes time mm-hmm. and just that experience to do so. Um, so what would you say in your business, what would you say is your biggest challenge with growing your business while also still dealing with school age children? I think the biggest thing, right, is always as moms, we also want to make sure that we are being present for our kids as well. And we're not missing, you know, we're going to um, their recital, but we're on Instagram the whole time and we kind of just missed what our daughter just did, you know, that was amazing. So we want to be present for them and then we want to run the business and all of the things. So it's, it's being okay with not being okay, right? It's it's being okay with we are juggling all the things. It's not freaking perfect. It is messy. Um, and that's, you know, always a struggle and every day is different. And I could create the perfect plan, which I do in my perfect morning routine and create how the day is going to look. <laughs> and at the end of the day, when it was totally messy and not what I thought, just being okay with that and moving on. And finding peace in that. Like peace and like, okay, it is what it is and enjoy the moments, each moment when you're at work, enjoy that. And then each moment you're with the kids, like be very intentional about that. And that is another boundary that can be challenging, but I think it's a good thing. Um, Now your business, do you have any employees yet or how do you plan to scale if you've planned to scale? Um, So it was me and one other, my virtual assistant. Um, She took on a lot of tasks though. And she, um, she was a mom too and a little overwhelmed. And she, she said yes to too many people as we talked about. So she had to scale back. So currently it's just me, myself and I, but uh, um, I'm telling you if you can and get to that point, a virtual assistant is like, your key to everything. <laughs> She's, they're amazing. So that will be uh, next on the agenda. Okay. Virtual assistant. That's awesome. And then how do you, what do you plan to do with your business? Like, how do you want to scale? Obviously you're helping moms now online. What does that, what do you picture that looking like? A big goal dream, right, will be, and I shouldn't say dream because it will happen if I make it happen, is to be on the stage 
talking to women all over the world because I don't think that I had the near-death experience for no reason and just to sit here in survival mode in my life. So that will always be the end goal to just impact as many lives as possible. And for now, it's on a smaller scale, right? I only have so much time, but it will continue to be, I have courses so I can reach more, um, you know, the the downloads, whatever is needed as a resource, and then my one-on-one time. And then I'll continue to um, evolve that with a team to impact more and then, you know, be out there in the stage like Mariah Carey one day and enjoy the masses. Right. Oh, yes. That sounds like a classic. And it's a dream. And I think that um, with where we're at, I feel like getting – it's so attainable. It's so attainable. So as soon as it starts working it for you and you can pick and choose where you want to go and, you know, what people you want to connect with and motivate, um, I think that will happen for you. If you manifest it, you know, and do yeah, the right things and is stay true to yourself. Easy then I think you're going to reach your people. Awesome. Okay. Well, I have some, I have five rapid fire questions that I ask all my gals um, or everyone that I'm talking to in regards to their home fronts, because these are some things that are kind of cliche. Nobody wants to talk about them. Everyone kind of poo-poos them or you get all the judgments (laughs) on these things. And so, you know, for me, I thought these questions were important because, you know, as I've been explaining, you know, we battle with like, oh, no, I should be doing this at home. But oh, no, like someone's going to be upset if I, you know, give it to somebody else. And I attribute much of growth to the support that we have on the home front, right? Growth in our families, as well as growth in our business. We need help. And I think it's okay to ask for help. So here's our questions. Mm -hmm. Number one, daycare, nanny or none? And of course, your kids are a little bit older now, so it sounds like you could have you have a helper. But go ahead. None, because they're in school; they're older. <laughs> <laughs> but Otherwise, when you started five me. years ago, it's just me. I was a single mom. I don't have any help. I don't have any money. <laughs> which is why, which is probably why you have that super niche, like superpower of being able to do things in thirty minute blocks, right, and getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't. Yeah, because I also, for me, I didn't even have any family resources. I had no family help. I had nobody. So when I survived and got out of the hospital, I was broke. I was in my nine to five. So there was just no help. So it was me. (laughs) Yay. And here you are doing it. So that's that. Um, Now, number two, who does your house cleaning, your laundry, cooking, grocery shopping? Or do you do that? (laughs) <laughs> I, now listen, Say it again loud, please. <laughs> I will say, and I tell my clients this, I tell my clients this, when you can outsource anything in your business or just having food delivered, do it. I won't, I won't say the F word on this podcast. I do on mine, but I'm just saying do it and don't feel ashamed to ask for help, even if it's to have your groceries delivered. But Yes, it's still me at the end of the day doing all the things, <laughs> but outsource where you can. Awesome. And I love hearing the differences between everybody. You know, everyone's like, yes, I do it all still, or no, I have everyone do it for me. So it's just interesting to hear the different stories because there is no one right way. And that's mm-hmm. what I want to expose that 
these people that you're comparing yourselves to, like you have no idea, no idea. Um, anyway, so number three, number three, private school, public school, homeschool. We've had kind of a crazy couple of years. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, public school <laughs> all day. <laughs> um, listen, day. I, uh, my kids are, are in public school. I seen the results on what COVID did to them without being social. And I, I, it's so huge, at least for my kids in our scenario, the, the aspect of missing their social life was huge on their mindset and where they were, especially with social media they have these days. However, if I could build my own age. school and have my own curriculum, Yes, and teach them how to be entrepreneurs. Of course, you I would. would build my own school. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you would. Where are you located again? I'm in Denver. Okay, yeah. So are things just insane with schools there? Um, not really. Here, at least compared to other places I've heard, everything is pretty normal. There's no restrictions. Everything's open, like COVID never happened. The only thing is that the kids still have to wear masks to school as nor as before, but otherwise everything's kind of normal here for now. For now. Okay. Let's for hope <laughs> that it only, can only go up from here. I can't okay. be a homeschooling so, mom again. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, it's, it, I mean, I definitely appreciate teachers. That's for sure. And all that they do. Um, Thing. Okay, I so am not a teacher. To you kids. said <laughs> to business owners, yes, but to kids, no. Um, okay, so number four, you you recently got married, right? I probably cut out, but number four, have you recently you recently got married? Is that right? I did, like a month ago. Congratulations! Um, I want to Thank ask you. you, what are you and your spouse's roles at home? For the home stuff? Is it everything you pretty much do? Does he work? What does that, does he work with you? I mean, what does that look like? I giggle because the roles are still the same and I do all the things. <laughs> Not to say if he hears this that he doesn't do, you know, dishes here and there. <laughs> um, but, you know, because I think part of it too is on me because I was a single mom for a very long time independent, almost to a fault, that I do all the things and I don't ask for help until I get burned out or I'm yelling at someone, um, you know, but I do all the things. So that even though I'm married now, um, I still take it on and I wear it on like a badge of honor to a fault, like I said, um, and I do all the things. So he works in his corporate job and, you know, I do my thing, even if he doesn't understand this online space and what the heck I do. He's just like, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what we need, right? Just someone to, to support us and cheer us on. Even if they're not doing the dishes or cooking all the meals, just let us do our thing. Right. Awesome. Um, number five, what is your best piece of advice for parents, specifically moms trying to run and scale a business without sacrificing their home life with their families? I would say the number one thing and going back to this a little bit is setting boundaries. You have to set boundaries with your family, with yourself, your spouse, all of the things. And 
again, family saying, hey, I need this one hour or I need this 15 minutes to create what I'm passionate about, this email, this Instagram, give me 15 minutes, setting those boundaries of, and again, I do this too. I do all the chores. My son's almost 14. He can do some chores, okay? But I just do all the things. So setting the boundaries saying, you need to help me and being okay to ask for help. I tell my husband now, like, you know, I need you to do the dishes before I, before I burn out and setting those boundaries so that when you have just 30 minutes a day to focus on your business, you are so intentional in those 30 minutes that when the kids come home from school, you don't feel like, oh, I need to be on my business. Oh, I can't read this book right now. It's getting very intentional with that time. So boundaries are huge. I would 100% agree. That, and, and I think it's one of the biggest struggles, right, mm-hmm. that we have to learn as entrepreneurs and moms is how to keep that, the boundaries where they, where they should be for mm-hmm. us. And I think it's an ever-changing yeah, and thing. For help. Yeah. Being okay with asking for help. Stop wearing the busy like a badge of honor. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. What is maybe a limiting belief that you have that you feel like is preventing you from moving to the next level in your business? Um, and where do you think that is? Well, so we'll start, start with that one because it's kind of a really big question. That limiting belief for sure. And I think, again, for me, because my dad was a single dad and always in survival mode, and then I was for a very long time, is getting past that limiting belief that I don't I don't need to be in survival mode in my life, in my business. And so sometimes subconsciously I go back to that and I could kind of self-sabotage either finances here and there or myself and not showing up. And then I'm like, wait, that is not my identity anymore. I am not a single mom that has to be in survival mode that's broke and broken. Step back. And so that – but it always creeps up. It always will just – for all the years in the childhood that I experienced, that tries to creep up. The ego tries to like knock me down. So I don't, but um, that always kind of gets that limit for me. Right. So I always have to break through that one. And what's something you wish you knew um, prior to starting? Oh, girl, I wish I knew um, even, you know, like I said, the time I almost died when I was 29, that I wish I would have started and chase my dream a whole lot sooner than being worried about what Karen was thinking or people pleasing her (laughs) and they and all the things. I wish I would have started then because, you know, although it's not, it wasn't as robust then the online space, I could have started one step in front of the other and not being afraid to show my face and what my friends thought on Facebook and all the things. Um, That's probably the only thing I I wish I would have started sooner. Yeah. And that's kind of what I hear. That's kind of what I hear. Um, cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story, everything that you're about. Um, you know, I really like to hear, you know, how you are as a mom, what you've been doing, your unique story. Um, but I want you to share how people can find you, what you're up to, what you can share, what piece of advice you have for them. Um, yeah, just share what, what you can offer these other entrepreneurs out there. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me. I'm usually hanging out on the gram. It's my favorite spot because it's fun and it's networking and marketing and all the things. So I'm on the gram over at Instagram. You can find me at Soul on Fire Official is where I'm at. Um, and I'm currently working on really getting helping the newbies starting their side hustle this season in an accelerated mode in 30 minutes a day. So look for that. And we're currently working on um, the side hustle starter kit, which you, I could send that to you. You could just download it for free so you know where the heck to start. And um, this yeah, week, if you me. hang out with me, yeah, I will send that to you. You could just download it and um, get started. Um, all the things I wish I knew when I started that took me way too long. <laughs> so I put it into one cool little package for you guys so you can start there. This week, we are also diving into the niche boot camp and um, stay tuned for that. It's my birthday, so we're having a little fun with that. So um, if you have no idea what your niche is, you want to get started, oh, you're multi-passionate, um, come over there. Yeah. And we have a fun thing called I've Got 99 Problems, But a Niche Ain't One uh, mini course uh, for you guys as well. So I'll send all that over. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. That's good. Have fun. And we'll put you in the show notes so people can find you. <laughs> and don't you have a podcast? Yep. It is called the Soul Diggers Podcast. You can find me over there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And then I cannot wait to get, I've, I've got to hear how you progress and how these things are going. So I appreciate you for being here and sharing everything. And then I um, look forward to chatting with you again soon. Hey guys, thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Homefront Podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This helps us learn, grow, and reach more listeners just like you. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your home front. As always, here empowering you in business and in life. Until next time.